part two, Autumn Leaves. I'm Ashley. I am Hillian. And together we are Porty Cool. Well, today's podcast is all about things to do and places to visit in the autumn months. I've got a few things I want to talk about, Helen. Have you? Yes, I have. I have more indoor things. Activities? Yes. And you have? More outdoor activities. Yes. Because I do like to run. Did you know that, Helene? Yes, I know. I like to run. Would you like to run? Uh, yes, for a couple of years ago, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> My husband likes to run to the fridge. <laughs> I'm so naughty. I can run with him. Then. You can run with him. Ha, ha, ha. Anyway, <laughs> things to do in Portugal um, in the fall. Well, there's many wonderful places to visit. And I've got a few here. I've got five top places for you. Um, well, number one is the Sintra mountain range. Have you ever been to Sintra? Uh, yes, but I haven't been uh, in, in the this fall. place. No. Well, in the, obviously Sintra is a magical, wonderful place full of iconic buildings. But apparently the Sintra mountain range are breathtaking all year round, but particularly in the autumn. And dotted around there's fairy tale-like villages and it's and it lies just outside Lisbon, which is rather fantastic for a, a day trip for us, isn't it? Yeah, maybe it will be a great idea to go there in the fall because there are uh, a lot of beautiful uh, palaces and castles surrounded by stunning gardens. And my son uh, visited us for a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and they told us if you will go there in the summer, in the holidays... It's crowded, isn't it? You need to be there at 7 o'clock in the morning Precisely. to even... Get a parking uh, place. place. Well, I've been out of season, and I did go a few couple of years ago when we first moved to Portugal with my husband, and we went in October, and oh my goodness, it was breathtaking. There was autumn leaves everywhere, golden crispy ones on the floor, and as you're walking around, they all flutter down. It's very romantic. I loved it so much. And we had a beautiful lunch overlooking this beautiful garden. To bring a garden. picnic or something? We could take a picnic, and some of the restaurants are beautiful. I mean, just... Just go and see what happens. Yeah, it's heavy to bring a picnic. <laughs> bring a picnic. Well, you could bring a picnic, but I've got a new word for a picnic. Have you yeah. heard of my new word? No. Well, it's a bit boring doing sandwiches, don't you think? Yes. So what's more excited than the sandwich? Cake. Like, so yeah. we have, John and I do cake nicks. Cake <laughs> So basically, we take about seven cakes. <laughs> And then I go running for about 15 kilometres afterwards. But do, no, do you take fun. English tea or do you oh, prefer no, darling, sparkling, a bit of wine? sparkling wine? Oh, okay. Something gorgeous. So yeah, we do a little cake nick. Oh, it's such fun. A, a booze nick. <laughs> or a booze nick. Oh, there you go. Anyway, we digress. But anyway, back to Sintra. Fabulous for a day out. And if you, if you stay um, in Sintra, I would suggest going for a couple of days. And there's some famous pastries. They're called Traverseros. And they would warm your soul on a very cold, chilly autumn e- evening or afternoon. Oh, I'm really in my car now. Are you? You're I'm off. going. You're off. I'm off. Well, it's rather warm at the moment. So maybe a little bit later, maybe November, end of November, December. Well, we must do the Douro Valley, which is one of Portugal's most iconic wine regions. And it's all over the world people know about this place. The Douro Valley is magnificent throughout all the seasons, but particularly in the fall, when the light is a little bit lower and the vineyards turn all different shades of different colours. I mean, absolutely beautiful when you see all the vineyards change colours. I, I heard, yeah, I heard about their colours. Reds, browns and golds. Yeah, these I mean, gold colours. Abso- oh my God, it's mind-blowing it's just wonderful and of course you can do little private tours around the Dura Valley and maybe visit a family-owned winery and have some wonderful wine tasting so that's a great thing to do and of course no place like the Girish National Park where, where is that situated? I'm not 100% sure I must do a little bit more research 
but it's somewhere gorgeous, I'm sure. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, it's really beautiful. The foliage in the Nagaris National Park is breathtaking, especially in the autumn. You have all the different colours. You can do wonderful outdoor things like horse riding, boating, camping. You can do hiking. I mean, obviously, I'd go running if it was safe enough to go running and um, I and, didn't and fall over and no one could find me. <laughs> that would be a rather tricksy, And you would it? be running up. <laughs> To the sounds of sheep and goats. I know. Bye. <laughs> and, and also, and then they say bye, bye, bye. And the thing is, I feel a little bit like Forrest Gump. Keep running, go Forrest. Go Forrest. <laughs> anyway, so that's me in the Gerish National Park. It's a great place to visit. The colours again are out of this world. Supendous. Is that a word? Supendous. I think it is. Yeah, maybe. Sure. Anyway, the Arabida Mountain Range. Well, this is absolutely. Well, I'm very surprised, you know, but I didn't hear about this before because we went to a place last year called Sesembra, which is a beautiful beach just south of Lisbon and Setabel. And there's this other place called Arabada, which is lovely. You can do water sports, canoeing, diving. It's less than an hour away from Lisbon, I think. <clears throat> Correct, it is. I mean, it takes for us about an hour and a half, two hours to get there, depending on how fast you go. And this time of year is amazing. You can explore all the beautiful beaches. You can walk around the fishing villages and taste all the wonderful wines and food of that region. You can also try diving and canoeing. You could canoeing. 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 <laughs> oh, she's a, bit, a bit London there, darling. Anyway, so very nice without the usual summer crowds at this time of year. And you so. can also walk around small fishing villages. Yes, I think I might have said did that. Did you say that? I did. Oh, I was sleeping now. <laughs> you, you must have done. <laughs> and the Sarah Jerry Strain. They are also a famous wine of the region. Is there? Yeah, it and is. What's it called? I, I don't know. We've had to do a bit we more. We are bad at this. We've had to do some research <laughs> on that one. But there apparently there is a famous wine of that region. So I'm going to have to Google that. Right now, um, Sierra de Estrella. Well, this is uh, the Star Mountain Range, Estrella, and it's beautiful. It's the highest point, did you know that, in the mainland of Portugal? I think the islands, Azores or Madeira, have taller mountains, but in the mainland of Portugal, yeah. um, this is a wonderful mountain range. It's, it's tallest. And did you know in the winter... Oh my goodness! A lot, a lot of people know that you can go skiing. Yes, I know. I Did know. You? you know Oliver, the the friend of ours. Yes, I know Oliver. He, he hurt his shoulder when he went snowboarding last year. Yeah, well, there you go. Perhaps <laughs> maybe not try that one. Maybe I could go running on the snow. I've done that in Scotland. It's such fun. You do slip about a lot. Anyway, so yeah, this trailer is a beautiful place. Um, renowned, as I say, already for a winter destination. But if you go there before the snow kicks in, you'll find lush, and I mean lush, golden forests and mountains uh, straight out of a storybook. You, I think you should take some warm clothing for the evenings because it does get a little bit chilly. Yes, yes. A little bit chilly. And so you could take a nice thick jumper or something. You, and... you could also go for this, uh, like, a two days uh, tour. Yeah, that sounds good. And you can stay in very tranquil settings in the countryside and, you know, look at the lovely um, shops and take all the food in. Well, travelling in Portugal in the fall is a very unforgettable experience. So there you go. That's what I would get up to this fall. I mean, perhaps John and I ought to do a little bit of going out and about and exploring and taking some With Portugal a cake-nick. And a cake-nick. And I and do a booze-nick. Booze <laughs> cake-nick and a booze-nick. So that's, that's us for you. Anyway, I think it's time for Helene to talk about something. So we're going to take a small little musical interlude. So ciao.
Sporty cool are back again. But before we will start to talk about indoor stuff to do, you have something to add. Yeah, I just want to say the name of the wonderful wine that I was talking about, and we didn't know the name when we were in the um, Arabada Mountain Range area, and that is Muscatel. So obviously that Muscatel is a very gorgeous wine. I've had that. It's more like a sweet wine, don't you think? Yes, it is. So would, would you like to go on with some of the things you've discovered and would like to talk about for being indoors, that sort of activities? Yes, uh, because uh, when the pandemic hit us, really, um, as I said before, um, I was in Spain. Mm. And, and we, it was much harder there at the beginning, we, wasn't it? Yes, we experienced this total lockdown. Mm. And then I mean total lockdown. So therefore, you have to be quite creative uh, about things to do when you are locked down. <laughs> <laughs> and what were you creative in your home, Elaine? Tell us about that. I mean, I'm sure you, I mean, you obviously enjoy your home and your garden, so yes. perhaps it might be some of those things. Yes, for example, uh, baking, <laughs> cooking. Was that baking, Elaine? Yes. Oh. Say it again. Baking. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say baking. Is it baking? No, I did not. <laughs> okay. So a lot of things uh, with food and booze. Booze. Oh, lovely. I know you made some um, limoncello. Yes, I did. And uh, you also baked a lot. I did bake a lot. Yes, I like to do cake Cake mix picnics, as you know. <laughs> so my husband was awash with cake. I kind of make them and I give them all away. It's terrible. <laughs> I kind of made banana cake. I made um, clafouti. I'm rather stuck on a nice clafouti, which isn't Portuguese at all. It's French, but it's all made of Portuguese produce. Yeah. Lovely eggs, flour, frinha. And then it's traditionally with a cherry in top, cereja. Yeah. But you can put any fruit in at all. It's like a little batter. And then you pop it in the oven and it's gorgeous. I love it. Yeah, and then also... The recipe, sorry, Helene, will be on the Portugal website, obviously. Yeah, and what is the website address? Oh, I know. Oh, I know. What do I know? It's portugal.com. Yay! Yay! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I do know that, obviously. Yeah. So uh, I can't, for example, just sit and watch uh, telly. No. I can't do that. What do you do instead, Helene? I will show you and then you could talk about it. Okay. Helene obviously likes to sew, don't you? (laughs) No, to crochet. She likes to crochet, as she once said. (laughs) She means crochet. Crochet and knitting. And sewing. And sewing. (laughs) Sewing. (laughs) Yeah. For example... What do you think this is? Oh my goodness, it's gorgeous. Well, it looks like a little octopus. It is. Oh my goodness. I'm holding it in my hand, everybody, and it's yeah. rather delightful. It really is a Portugal delight. It's The colour, I would say, is a very light blue, and it's got little tentacles. You have to be careful you say tentacles, because <laughs> I once said testicles by mistake. <laughs> no, but this is a cat toy. Is it a cat toy? Oh, yeah. how cute. So you will do it. Yeah, you play with it. Oh, I see. How lovely. I want one. I haven't yeah. got a cat, though. <laughs> I could have it in my bedroom, though. Yes, I? you can. Make so, me one. Can I have uh, a pink one? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yes, you can. can uh, I made a lot of uh, those. What a lovely... I'm going to take a photograph and pop it on Portugal right yes, now. Yes, you can. That's a good idea. So I will give this away to uh, cat shelters. Nice. And... Uh, if I will make some more, we will sell it. Yes. And um, I will go back to that. How it, much would you... Well, I, you'd what have do to you work think? it out, wouldn't you? Yeah. Maybe. What do you think? Well, I would pay at least three euros for that. Okay, I will take uh, 250 then. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think it's worth two And of course, it takes a little time to make them. Yes, uh, it does. But uh, still, for the course, so uh, the money for cat toys will yeah. go to a cat shelter. Marvellous. Well, what else have you been doing, Helene, in your lockdown uh, moment? Uh, oh, do you know goodness. what this is? Well, it's rather long. And <laughs> a bit stiff. And, <laughs> and I'm not quite sure what one. I think that's a dog pulley toy. It is a dog pulley toy. how did you toy. make that? It looks nice. But it does look nice. Well, but how did you make uh, it? From, uh, you know, these uh, fleece blankets oh, from yeah. Ikea. Wow. The cheap one. Yeah. And I will put a link on our website how to do them. It's it, so nice to just do this kind of thing. And it's stretchy thing. too, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. So the dogs will love it. How long does it take you to make that, Helene? Uh, one hour or something. Wow. It's very, she's very clever, everybody. I mean, if you could actually see what's in my hand. It's long. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Ready, everybody. Steady, Helene. It's long, it's stretchy, and the dog was in endless hours of fun pulling one end of that, wouldn't they? Yes. So, to speak. so uh, also, uh, I will give uh, these toys away for the dogs. some dog yeah. shelters, but also to sell them to gain money for yeah. I mean, uh, this, I think the this course. is more for a, possibly a smaller dog. I yes, I have super small as yeah, well. So I you think can my use sugar was probably, well, I don't know, it might last with sugar. I have to try it out, won't so. we? But then again, girl, uh, we will uh, work together with uh, our lovely friend Jacqueline Branco. Yes. We I mean, love her and yeah. her daughter. Uh, Laura. Laura, yes. Laura. Uh, and they work together with Odom Dutrevo. Yes, and they do many wonderful things. Yes, yeah, so when we will uh, collect Christmas gifts uh, for the children, uh, I think also it would be nice to do things for the toddlers or newborns. Yeah. So I made this. I'm holding it again in my hand, the little octopus. Yeah. Very cute. This, you know what that is? Oh my goodness, that will be, well, everybody, it's it's crocheted, obviously. Yes, it is. And I would say it looks like a baby's bib, but I reckon it's a collar to go around a dog or something. No, it's not. <laughs> is it to stop your husband dribbling? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. Gag. So no. when, when they're gag. when they're dribbling, uh, the um, really small children. They oh, are it's just a baby's a bib. It is. Oh, how cute! So well, you I could wear a... that as a fashion accessory, Elaine. I think. Yes, it could Put be a bit as of bling well. On it, and then off you go. Off you go. <laughs> Party time, fiesta, darling. And lovely. then also you can wow. make this. That's a big one, isn't it? Yeah, this is uh, like a blanket. It's like a little. Um, well, you could use it as a, a table cover on a table. Yes, but it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's a blanket for a baby. Actually. It is a blanket for a baby. I'm not sure of the colour of this for me. I have to be honest. But I, it's green. It's lime. It's not my favourite colour. Okay, it's good. It's it not looks for a you. Bit like vomit, but I do. Okay, I have also a blanket over there. You can see that the beige, nice. like the beige one. one. Yeah, that's nice. I was being very rude, Helen. It's very beautiful. Yes, honey, I'm crying now, and you are the octopus. Here, and I've on dropped the, the octopus on the floor. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's all going on here, dear. No, I didn't mean it looks like vomit. But if a baby does throw up on it, then you wouldn't even notice, would you? Exactly. And then pop it in the wash, and they're good to go. Another and then. A cat a, toy. Oh, no, a Christmas decoration. No, like a cat toy. But a cat still. toy, but made yeah. of a Christmas... In the shape of a Christmas tree. How clever you are. Little tassels on, all different colours. And, and uh, also for cats, also if for you cats. put rings together, yeah. it will look like a little bit of the Olympic rings. Yeah, the Olympic So they could pay, That's a lovely, pay they with, that. with that. That's gorgeous. Well, so, you have been a busy bee, haven't you? Yes, I what have. What else have you been doing? And 
That's no. just crocheting, isn't it? Or crocketing. Yes, and you can also uh, do some knitting mm. uh, and paint and de decoupage with decoupage. the Mod Podge. With the Mod Podge. I mean, I've never heard of Mod Podge before. I thought, what a fabulous word. I'm going to say it one more time. Mod Podge. Yes, Tell correct. us about Mod Podge. Yes, you can transfer um, like napkin uh, motifs onto uh, candles, soap. Um, wooden material. And how do you use the Mod Podge to do that? Yeah, that is like um, a glue kind of thing. Yeah. But it will last. It will last. So I have ideas because I think we need to do a Christmas yeah, market Christmas table. Evening. Yeah, that'd be a good idea if we can. I have to look into where you can do that and hope. But you can you can walk in to a shop and buy stuff. So yeah, of maybe, course. Well, we I think there will be festivals and things happening. Yeah, if, and then we, we will can, get back to that. I'm sure we can have a store somewhere if we're allowed to, which yeah. would be really nice. Do you know the word for glue? When you use the word, you can stick it on something. No. Do you know the word for glue in no. Portuguese? Cola. Cola. Yeah, and what's a? Uh, I think it's called a pita cola. What's pita cola? I don't know. Sellotape. Okay. Is and that... and cola in uh, Swedish is a, drink? Uh, a can <laughs> No, it's a candy you chew on forever and ever. Wow. Not, not a gum wow. like a cola. Okay. Well, yeah. no, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure our viewers and not viewers because they can't see us, can they? <laughs> our listeners, they might want to tell us if I've got that wrong, but I think um, pita cola is um, sellotape and cola is glue, I yeah. think. Uh, so we will have uh, links to um, how you can do things mm -hmm. we talked about and um, also to do uh, you can learn to play a guitar can you have you yes. learned to play a guitar Henry? you can do that on distance no problem are just you very google good? it are you very no, musical yes i'm very musical uh, i play the queer flute <laughs> the what, what? <laughs> That's a what? bit rude. She plays. I don't know that she meant to say that. She plays a queer flute. No, what is the name? I don't know. This flute. The flute. The flute. Well, I don't, I've never heard what, of a. What do you call that? Clarinet. No. Oh, you. No. Trumpet. No. Well, maybe trumpet. we'll have a little musical interlude, and we'll find out exactly what she does mean. So, so uh, okay. So, should we um, have a little pause then, Helene? For we now? have. Ciao. Ciao. I'm Ashley. I am Helen. And just to clarify, Helen, what you were trying to say earlier when you were talking about your musical instruments, you were talking about a flute and you tried to say the German word. Well, we did Google it, everybody, and I am not obviously fluent in German or many other languages come to that, but I think you pronounce it Kerflot. Yes. Not queer flot. No, no. Because <laughs> that's... Some, well, I don't know what that is, but it's rather funny. It made me laugh. Yeah. Anyway, so... I, I, to, to my um, apologies, no, to my, I can explain this. I lived in Germany for five did years. You? Yes, Where I did. Where did you live? Oh, you, you don't know that story? No. <laughs> tell, tell me. No, she hasn't told me this. No, no, I lived in Germany for five years and most of the years I lived in Münster. Min Münster? Yeah, Munster. Munster. Yeah. Where was uh, that? Munster. It's a lovely uh, student town. Nice. Uh, quite old. And I also lived in Aurich. Aurich. That is uh, close to the Dutch border, I Very think. Very nice. So well, I loved it there. Five years. So that's why I call it 
Kerflot. Kerflot. Yes. Anyway, so that's wrapped that up. So what else have you been up to in the pandemic and lockdown in Spain? Yes, you can. Uh, we, we talk about uh, food and uh, baking and so. You can also do some jewellery. Yes, do you make some handmade jewellery? How would you do that? Beads and things? and. Yeah, you, you, you take... Well, I have a lot of stuff, uh, as you can see, on stuff. my shelf. She's got stuff, I everybody. got stuff. Lots of stuff. I like lots of stuff. A lot of stuff. Uh, she's a very busy woman, I have to say. Yes, but it, it's nice to also do things to give away, yeah. I think. And, and, you, and, and you're I, very the, generous, of course, aren't you? The, so. the, one, the most important thing is to pick up the phone and call friends and families... In the middle of a pandemic, that's yes, most important. Be because the, we couldn't uh, leave the country no. for many months. So, obviously, so in things to do in the pandemic for you were baking, crocheting, knitting, doing some stuff from the garden. Suing people. Suing, <laughs> suing people, obviously. <laughs> Lots of suing, everybody. And and did you make, obviously, lemoncello, marmalades, yes. and pickles, preserves? Yeah, a lot of gifts. Nice. So and then also to organize and uh, sort things out and to be, look at the thing you have in your home yeah. and then think, do I really need this? Precisely. It was, it's been a great opportunity for lots of people to have a sort of a life laundry because um, we moved house, would you believe, in the middle of a pandemic. We were like the last people to to actually sign on the dotted line, so to speak. And all the people in the office had masks on, gloves on. It was all very sterile and rather strange. And right at the beginning of the pandemic, like you were trapped in Spain. And um, anyway, we signed all the paperwork and um, obviously we couldn't move straight into the house because the man had problems with his stuff to move to the north of Portugal. And eventually it all got resolved after five days and we got the key to the house and we moved in uh, where our belongings were in storage. We had to get police approval, would you believe, to move our stuff from storage. Yeah, it has been crazy. It's been really a difficult time, hasn't it? But um, we've got into the house and, and you're now in Portugal, which is wonderful, isn't it? And, and also now when it's not a lockdown anymore, it's really good to volunteer. Yes, that's a good thing to do. But you have to take precautions, lots of hand washing, no hugging. And to give stuff away. Well, I give things... I think we ought to perhaps talk about the pandemic we on will the next podcast. Yeah, we will do that on because, the next podcast. I mean, obviously, we, we've touched on, on this one a little bit. But I'd like to go back to some of the things you were doing in the house. Like, you were doing lots of cooking, um, talking to people, working hard behind the scenes on all your industrious work on the IT for Portugal, obviously. Yes. And I was working hard on all the Facebook and Instagram and, you know, taking pictures and collecting information. So when you did get back to us, you know, in Portugal from Spain, we could get together and have our meetings, but it was all—it's all been very difficult. Yeah, but you—you you are doing a lot of outdoor stuff. You are running. Yes, I mean, I—I I like to run, as everybody knows. I mean, my favorite expression, everybody, is pumped and energized. It's—it's <laughs> it's, makes you feel well. It makes me feel fabulous, and I just think any exercise, you know, is great. You know, if you're not a person that likes to move and you're more sedentary. I like that word, yeah. sedentary. Sedentary, yeah. And uh, sitting down a lot. You did know that, obviously. Yeah. And, and also to listen to, um, what do you call it, uh, not to read a book, to listen to a book. Well, you could, like a podcast or an audio book. A good um, actor that will read a book for you. Mm. It's like uh, to have a theatre. Theatre? Yeah. <coughs> well, yes, I think um, any kind of, anything that makes you 
sort of a, escape into another world is is a good thing because I mean this is such an unprecedented times and people are struggling. Not we will go back to that in yes, the next podcast we because we, we will digress. end this on the happy note. So, so do do stuff to be to be nice, uh, create stuff, uh, made things, yeah, uh, give them away, make make people smile, phone people, and <coughs> excuse me. Um, Go or, for a walk. Please go to contact Port- the nearest dog shelter. Yeah, and all of Portugal and what we are aiming at is to raise awareness of this beautiful country. And now people are allowed to go out a little bit more and explore. You know, take the opportunity because there are less people around. We, at the we have on our website. Uh, you can see it uh, under dogs or animal shelters. Mm-hmm. You will uh, see. Uh, where in Portugal you can find uh, the shelter or the contact you can go there will be links there are links Mm. so for example oh I'm in Nazaré click oh the the shelter is in the Mm. name is Gruva and they are situated here that's a great name Gruva isn't it is it Well, it sounds Gruva, Gruva, Gruvy Gruva. But anyway, I don't know what it stands for. I think it's initial stand. So please, please, please volunteer. Yeah, and you can go to, and if you're on holiday in the Algarve or if you're in Lisbon, there's shelters all over Portugal. And explore this amazing country. And why do we love this country? It's green, the country. Why do we love this country? Why? 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 What do you mean? <laughs> we love the people. Precisely. Not the language so much. Well, you can't say that. God. <laughs> no, I love I love the language. What but she I, means I can't, is I she can't, can't she struggles with saying yes. it. But there you go. No, I mean it is a difficult language though. I mean the Portuguese say it's difficult and um, for, for us um estrangeros and that's foreign people, it's very difficult because the way you move your mouth, the pronunciation's all very different. But you know, you have to try because it's part of um immersing yourself yes. into the country so that's why we love portugal so i think we're going to conclude and wrap up this podcast and yes. um, so without um you we'd only be helene and ashley but with you we are portugal, portugal. ciao <laughs>